Hello everybody. My name is Amy Kajawa. I am the founder of Reach to Speak Out Mental Health Partnership Service, which is fairly new. We only started in December and it started on the 13th at 3am because of my insomnia. I just had this bright idea <laughs> which was quite nerve-wracking at the time, was I just got to get out there. I've just got to help as many people as I possibly can. But not me directly helping as many people as I possibly can, as I'll explain to you why a little bit later. But yep, three o'clock, I started it. It took me three or four attempts at trying to figure out what we were going to call it. And I just sat there and thought, after all I have experienced in my working and personal life, that there has got to be better ways at getting information out to people and got to be better ways at communicating and providing a platform that is safe and non-judgmental for people to share as well as give them self-help techniques and tips. So Reach to Speak Out was formed. I launched it on the 16th of December after consulting my husband-to-be going, am I mad? And, you know, why am I trying to do this and what is there to achieve? But I'd already answered those questions. It was about providing a much-needed service where we don't need to work one-on-one -on -one with people all the time. It's about building a community and building a community where we can share and feel safe within it. So it's took around about five days and we hit 100 members. And I was like, what am I doing? But I knew that it was going to be successful because after what I'd experienced in life, it would have been something that I'd have turned to if I knew that there was something out there. Unfortunately, social media can be a double-ended sword. And I had joined some mental health groups previously. But what I found is that we would share certain experiences and either be ignored because somebody didn't know how to respond or somebody would respond but in such a negative way that we would all collude in our own mental healths and a battle of who has suffered the worst began. And that's not for me. That really isn't for me. The aim of the social media group that I created was to provide a sharing space where there were going to be people who had had previous experiences but could relate to them to other people's experiences, but not necessarily understand exactly what that experience was. And my reason for this is because I believe that we are all unique and so are our experiences. And we shouldn't say that I understand exactly what you're going through because I personally believe you can't exactly understand you can resonate with somebody and offer guidance. And I don't know how, but that's exactly what we have achieved. So going 
into the next week of Reach to Speak Out, I just knew I had to formulate some sort of structure. So four days a week, Monday to Thursday, we deliver information on hot topics that have been voted by the members. We have delivered low self-esteem, confidence issues, coping strategies and techniques. We have covered a vast variety of topics that have all been voted for by members. On a Friday, we offer a forum where other services can post where people can get extra support from because I don't want to monopolise in any way, shape or form mental health services. It's about bringing everybody together to create a stream that could potentially be life-saving and allow services to not allow somebody to slip through the net. I'm also quite diplomatic in my approach that when somebody may feel attacked and it's personally happened to me, that is it because of me? Is it because they feel safe that they can do that with me? And if you can spend time and change the perception of that conversation, then you're off to a good start. What we hope to achieve is become self-reliant and self-sustaining with income for a non-profit purpose. And what we would like to ideally do is bring all those services together that are privatised and be able to offer people who are economically disadvantaged the opportunity to have support from the likes of hypnotherapists, holistic life coaches, personal training, yoga, oh, you name it. We will be endeavouring to work with as many people as we possibly can. So just to give you a little bit of background about me, because you're thinking, well, who is she to waffle on? So I have got borderline personality disorder. I have an attachment disorder and I also have PTSD. Now, I have worked in a numerous number of roles. I have been in tenancy support. I have been in the recovery service for substance and addiction misuse. I have been a prison officer. That was insightful. And I've also worked in the NHS as a social prescribing link worker. Now, the social prescribing was incredible. It was an amazing opportunity Unfortunately, it just wasn't managed to the best of its abilities. Now, I'm not to say that it was the company's particular fault. I just believe that the problem is that so many services in the third sector or working with the general public are so stretched. It's, it's, it's unbelievable. And the support aspect for those employees isn't the best. I'd built the service in a particular area and I think we had something ridiculous like 40,000 patients attached to the surgeries where I was working. Now, you know, it wasn't just me to talk to patients. It was about building the foundations and the processes and policies and streamlining, safeguarding, you name it, all the background work. But in the four months that I worked for them, 
I'd established myself. And I think I'd seen something like 250 patients. And it became so apparent to me that mental health then had really exploded. And people were talking about it. People were recognising that, no, they might not be depressed. They might not have anxiety, but they feel low. And of course, that has got to be a knock-on effect from the pandemic and the restrictions. You know, we are people who, we are creatures of comfort, let's say. We thrive socially, most of us. We do have the introverts as well. But community and meaning and purposeful, it really means something to people. It gives you that purpose. So I ended up leaving the social prescribing because my life was just being overturned by what I did was very unfortunate. When I would see patients, I imagined it to be like a ball. Somebody would come in to see me or speak to me over the phone and they would hand me their ball with all of their issues that they were dealing with. And it could be financial problems, housing issues, family-related issues. It could be a number of things. It was so vast. And that's why we're called social prescribing because we're there to help somebody who has got a social issue that is having a detrimental effect on their health. One of the big ones was loneliness, and that was in the elder generation also. And it was a very, very sad time. But I feel as though I was really fortunate to be a part of those people's lives. And like I say, I think it was around about 250 patients that I'd actually touched base with. But I think we had something like 400 referrals. And I was the only one that was keeping the service afloat and while we were waiting for recruitment to go through. Unfortunately, I would keep their ball. I'd say, yes, we can do this because I didn't know how to enable people. I thought that by telling somebody the guidance and advice and to signpost them to the service was a bit of a cop out. But now I understand how preventive that can be to your health so that you don't take on everybody and the world's problems that you actually give advice on how to prevent those problems from deteriorating. But I became very burnt out, extremely burnt out. I would come home and I would take to my bed and I would sleep throughout my days off, missing the life of my two amazing children and my husband-to-be. I found it incredibly difficult to see the happiness in life and to spend time because I just felt the weight of the world on my shoulders and it was such a huge burden and I decided that that was it, enough was enough. Unfortunately, I think I got a backhanded compliment and I see it like that, but I see it also that it's so very sad that we can't be supported by our peers and that comment to me was you're just a victim of your own success. 
And when I heard that, it was like, I don't need to be propped up right now. I need to be picked up and supported. And I felt that that was just the plaster over a gaping wound, unfortunately. And that's when the reality hit me. It was, nope, you can't continue to go on like this no more. I didn't need to learn to be assertive. I didn't need to learn to not be empathetic because that's just who I am. But what I have realised is that I can still support people, but not actually be frontline. So that's why Reach to Speak Out was formed. I also experienced some incredible times at the prison service and some also extremely sad and difficult challenges while working in there. I witnessed somebody try to take their own life on several occasions. There was one that will always remain with me and I formed PTSD because of that. And while I was in there, a member of the care team came up to me and just gave me a leaflet and said, if you feel that you need support, call this number. Now, not to say that that was wrong, but actually I didn't know what PTSD is, does, affects, how it could possibly creep in. And I think that there needs to be great learning from that so that you are checked upon and don't see it as a, a form of being compass, of not being compass mentis because it's actually just somebody looking out for you. Allow those guards to come down to yourself and to ask yourself, am I okay? Because it was only 24 hours later that after witnessing, unfortunately, somebody jump, I started to flinch in my sleep. And then I became so frightened of sleep because I didn't want to reenact what was happening and what I'd seen. And that's where my good old friend insomnia crept in. But I'm not saying if I'd have known, it may not have happened, but I'm sure pretty sure that if somebody had supported me and said, is it affecting your sleep? Does it make you jump? Are you having flashbacks? Is there a certain smell that's coming in? If I'd have known all those things, then I may have been able to act on it a lot quicker. So when I left the prison service and then went into social prescribing, I think I left one heavy job right for another and I just completely burnt and broke but the reality of it was is that you're 33 you can't stay in bed for the rest of your life because what kind of life would that be and that's the reason behind reach to speak out official facebook group we are about to bring out a clothing range, which is called SOS, which means save our souls, stamp out the stigma, because I believe that the more we can communicate and talk and be a voice for mental health, the more the uneducated can become educated and not just see it as an excuse. Now, mental health shouldn't define us in a negative way. It should be our positive defining moments in our life to learn about ourselves, to educate ourselves on what is our triggers and what makes us feel better 
and also to find those people around us that will support us in our times of need. What we hope to achieve is to pay for privatised services because it's, it's, it, you know, it's, it's no, no loss or it's, it's not, un, you know, it's not unacceptable that we can say that they are bursting at the seams in the NHS and the National Health Service. And that is just because it all boils down to money and to criteria. And it's really sad. It's really sad. While I was working as a social prescriber, there was a chap who was desperate for some support and we referred him and he was triaged within a week, but then told that he had to wait seven months for support. Now, since that, when I left back in 2019, we do know that the government pumped in more money. However, it was still a three months waiting list. And when somebody is in crisis, let's try to catch that person before they get to that stage. Because when we start catching people early and educating and providing self-help awareness and tips, I am pretty sure that we will prevent people getting to crisis point. If you would like to learn more about Reach to Speak Out, please join our official official Facebook group. It is now called Reach to Speak Out Mental Health Partnership Services. Because that's exactly what we're now trying to achieve, is to get as many services under one umbrella that we can provide clear streams of communication. When we start to create an income, it's all non-profit, it'll all go back into the service and it will provide the fundamental treatments that are so desperately desired. After speaking to a few patients, one of the big things that was reoccurring was people have said to me that they would like to explore holistic therapies, but the barrier to them exploring it was was finances. And that's what we hope to overcome and break those barriers down by using the clothing range and hopefully the form of a website to provide an income, which will then go back into the community. This doesn't just have to stay in the area of where it is. It's now, you know, it, it, it was born in Northwich. However, it's Reach to Speak Out group has gone to Canada, to America, to South Africa, to France and Australia. We've got over 600 members already in the space of 12 weeks and it's only going to grow and get bigger. I would absolutely love and welcome all new members, all walks of life with experience. If you would like to come on and do an interview and share, because that's what we do do. Please find us at Reach to Speak Out Mental Health Partnership Services official Facebook group. It is a pink love heart in the form of a speech bubble. And you'll see it has white writing in the labels. I'd love you to, to join and I'd love to see you and to meet you all. But thank you so much for listening. I can't believe this is my first podcast and I've been able to speak for nearly 20 minutes without taking a breath. So I hope you've enjoyed it. Please leave me some feedback and I look forward to speaking to you again. Take it easy, guys.